best friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we're going to finally talk about defining success, but I want to do it kind of like defining success as related to your self-worth and talk about whether or not we actually deserve anything. Spoiler alert, I don't think that we do. Maybe unpopular opinion, but you know, you know how we do out here. Um, We're going to talk about self-esteem in the media and kind of some bad examples of self-esteem, or at least bad examples in my opinion. But first, we are going to do our customary mental health check. You're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. I'm at like a, like a two. So my to-do list this week is absolutely wild. When I tell you that I severely overestimated how much I can actually get done in a single day, I mean, wow, because... um. Yeah, my heart was like pounding by five o'clock today and that's not okay. And I was freaking out because there's all this other stuff that I had to complete and all this stuff that's like time sensitive that I had to get done this week. And tomorrow I am going to hang out with a friend of mine. So I kind of have that whole day set aside. But that also means that I have an extra day where I don't have time to get stuff done, which is not ideal in the current state, but I promised her that I would set aside that day. We're going to get her stuff done tomorrow and I'm going to actually like be a social person, which is weird. Not sure how I feel about it, but I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be fine. But I just have a lot of stress at the moment and it's, it, it do be affecting me though (laughs) because I made an ear, nose, and throat doctor appointment. Be proud of me because the vertigo thing It's still happening. And so I did that. I had to go through all of their questionnaire thing. And they asked about like weight loss. And I've lost like a decent amount of weight without trying to. And that's not really a great thing to happen. So I really want to figure that out. But yeah, so that's about it, I think. Just really stressed. A lot coming up. I have like a lot of social events too. So I have the thing with my friend tomorrow. And then this weekend I have a race and then next weekend I have an all week race. And in between that I have um, a signing ceremony I have to go to and like one other thing that I have to go to. And it's like a lot of social stuff, which means I'm not going to have a lot of time to recharge myself, which is very unfortunate because my husband got me a PlayStation 5 for Valentine's Day. If you know me, you know that's like a perfect Valentine's Day thing. I said I didn't want one, but he's like, I got you one anyway. And he does this because he knows me, right? So (laughs) that's awesome. I just haven't been able to play with it yet because I've been really stressed out. So I need to relax, first of all. I've done almost all of my time-sensitive things. I'm doing the last time-sensitive thing now. So I just need to chill out. It's fine. Everything is fine. No one is going to die. I am okay. It just feels like on the inside, like I am going to die, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, I've never been diagnosed with anxiety, but um, Dr. Chelsea is in the house and Dr. Chelsea says, like, you probably have something that you might want to, you know, consider looking into. So that's another thing that I have to think about and I'm not super, super excited about that. So all of that being said, this is also your time to check in with yourself, rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, again, five being amazing, and just be honest with yourself because 
I, today, I was like, Ross from Friends, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I'm not fine. Okay. I need to chill. And if that's you also, maybe like we should together do this. You know what I mean? Like take care of ourselves, actually be honest with ourselves about what we need to be taking advantage of or what we need to be doing or things that we need to push off to a different day because it's really not that critical to do it right this very moment. So yeah, that's where I am. Hopefully that's not where you are. If you are, I'm right there with you. I can empathize, I can sympathize, and we will get through this, okay? It's going to be fine, even if it does not feel like it. All right, so usually I do book TV show or movie of the week, but I haven't really been watching anything different, okay? I'm still watching Love Island, Australia. I am still watching Married at First Sight, Australia. I am re-watching 90s sitcoms, so I don't really have anything to report, and that kind of sucks because I always like to give you a, like, a wreck every week of something that you could be consuming. But I just simply have not had time to read a book, to watch a different show, to watch a movie, to play a game. Like, I am desperate <laughs> to play the Hogwarts Legacy game on PlayStation but uh, it just hasn't transpired that way. So maybe next week I'll have something for you. But for this week, I when I do have a moment to hang out with my husband, we are watching our reality shows like always. And I feel like Married at First Sight Australia needs its own episode because it, I mean, wow, like a lot is happening and I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil it. So when the season wraps... I will definitely, you know, let y'all know. All right, so with all of that being said and all of that behind us, let's get into the topic of the week. And first, we're going to talk about defining success. And this is kind of a weird concept. It's something I hadn't really thought about in any capacity, right? Until a couple years ago when my husband is like, what does success look like to us? And flat out, I have no idea. At that time, no clue. Couldn't tell you what success would be. And the problem with that is that you are running as fast as you can, pushing yourself really hard in your career or your personal life or your social life, and you have no idea what the finish line even looks like. So how are you going to know when you get there, right? How am I going to know I've made it, like I've, I've gotten to the finish line, I can relax now, or I can set a goal, a new goal that is beyond this particular finish line, but pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself with no idea of what is actually going to be the, the end goal, you're just going to burn yourself out, you know? A couple of years ago, we sat down and like really defined success, like what success looks like for our relationship, for our life together, and where we want to be like in a five-year plan type situation. Now, I think that success can also be something you define in terms of your self-esteem and your perception of your self-worth. So for myself, success in terms of my self-esteem and my self-worth means that no one can bring me to a place where my self-esteem is affected. Am I there yet? Absolutely not. Okay, not even close. I am very sensitive, always been very sensitive someone looks at me the wrong way, I'm like questioning for the rest of time if they hate me or not. 
you know? So for me, that's what success looks like for my self-esteem and my self-worth. I do not think that success is defined by the things that you have. And that's what I want to talk about with regards to poor examples of self-esteem and self-worth in the media. It's portrayed that if you have the house and the cars and the lifestyle and the friends and the clothes and the stuff, then you are successful as a person and then you are worthy as a person. Needless to say, or maybe I do need to say it, I completely disagree with that. I do not think that with regards to your worth as an individual, that the things that you have have any bearing on that at all whatsoever. My self-esteem is not impacted actually by things that I have. It's not impacted by the car that I have, by the clothes that I have, by the house, by the what, by the etc. You know what I mean? So I just want to live a happy life, right? And I needed to define what was actually going to make me happy, okay? I think there was a study about happiness as it correlates to money, like how money makes you happy. I don't know why I'm struggling to say this. How much money can actually contribute to your happiness? So the study said that after a certain amount of money, your happiness actually doesn't increase. And it was less money than I thought. It was like 70 grand. After you, your salary breaks $70,000, I think, then your happiness does not increase with your salary increase. And I think that's interesting because we are taught and told constantly in our society that you need to make more money. And the more money you have, the happier you will be. In all fairness, people always love to say money doesn't buy happiness, okay? And I believe that that is true. And this study kind of proved it to be true. But I also feel like sometimes the people who say that kind of already have their stability, you know? It's easy to say money doesn't buy happiness when you are not wondering if you can make rent, when you're not wondering if you can eat today, like the, the kind of basic needs that we all have. You are already having those fulfilled by your financial position, you know? So I do think that my I want to be happy success model does have a component where my I need to be able to meet all of my needs. I need to make sure my mortgage is paid. I need to be able to eat, like the very basic things. But success and happiness for me does not mean that I'm going to have 27 cars, 16 houses, and go on vacation every two weeks. That to me, I don't think that's actually going to make me happy, nor is it going to inflate my sense of self-worth. My worth is not going to be determined actually by these items that I have. So I want to give you a little exercise, okay? If you're walking or driving or whatever, like don't hurt yourself, okay? But I want you to think about this. What does self-esteem 
mean to you? And what does success as it relates to your self-esteem look like? Okay, maybe you're like me and you're like, I will be, I will feel successful, R-E, my self-esteem, when I am no longer affected by the words of others or by the actions of others, you know? I want you to ask yourself, at what point will you be able to say, I've made it, I am fully self-actualized, I am exactly the person that I'm supposed to be. And as you're thinking about this, I want you to look at it from all facets. And maybe you believe that once I make $70,000 a year, once I buy a house, once I buy my dream car, then I will be the fully self-actualized version of myself. I really just want you to question that. I'm not going to say what's right or wrong for you. I obviously have my own opinion, right? But I do want you to question whether or not these material things are bringing you genuine happiness and really contributing to your sense of self-worth. I think to a certain point, certainly, we're not going to feel good about ourselves if we're unable to meet our basic needs plus a little extra, right? It just makes you feel good, right? But beyond that, to have this, just all this stuff, I don't think that's going to improve your sense of self-worth. I've also seen in the media, and this is going to be like a wildly unpopular opinion, okay? I've seen like a lot of entitlement. And what I mean by this is that we like to say that you deserve it or you're worth it. You, you deserve the house and the car. You deserve a relationship, a boyfriend, whatever. My question is based on what? Because it seems like the language that we're using is not conducive to what we're actually trying to communicate. What we're actually trying to communicate is that, like, you are a good person. So these things should not be withheld from you, right? And that's a different conversation than you have done nothing. You maybe are not a good person, but you deserve these things because maybe someone else has it. If Sandra has a BMW, you also deserve a BMW. And I don't think that's true at all. I think Sandra got the car based on maybe how hard she worked. Maybe someone gave it to her, right? And that person worked hard for the money to purchase the car. But we kind of get this like inflated sense of entitlement when we see someone else with something that we want. Not a single one of us is entitled to any of the material things that we societally, for some reason, chalk up to what someone is worth, to someone's value. We are not entitled to that and we do not deserve it. We do not deserve a certain lifestyle because someone else has that lifestyle and we want it. The only thing that any person is truly deserving of, and this is because of certain societal expectations that we have of our treatment of other people. People are entitled to decency, they're entitled to equality, and they're entitled to safety. 
these are things that are supposed to be guaranteed to us by virtue of being a person in this society. But you are not entitled to your dream house. You are not entitled to your dream car or a certain bank account or whatever. You're not entitled to any of that. And I think that a lot of the language that we see in like advertisements and stuff is just you deserve it or you're worth it or um, won't this make you feel better? And the truth is that don't deserve it. Uh, Maybe I'm not worthy of it and maybe it won't make me feel better. I think it's important to recognize that these advertisements and this language that is given to us is given to us for the express purpose of selling things. If we are taught that our worth is based on how much money we make, then we are going to continue to kill ourselves at a job that would replace us tomorrow if we keeled over, right? We are going to continue pumping as much money as we possibly can into commercial consumer items because that's what we're told is going to make us happy. And we just kind of go along with this, like, oh, well, they said that, you know, I need to have a house, I need to have a diamond ring, I need to be married, I need to do blah, blah, blah. Like, there are so many societal expectations that tell us, like, when you have this, when you do this, then you will be happy, then you will be worthy, then you will have your self-esteem cup filled up. And it's not true. We need to, as individuals, decide what's actually going to make us worthy, make us feel worthy, what is going to define us as people. And for myself, that would be a different answer than for you, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting material items. But I think it's important to understand that it's a want, not an entitlement or a need. I do not need stuff to be happy, right? And if we get caught up in this this cycle of I need this to be happy, then I don't get the thing because I don't have enough money and this other person has enough money. So I'm going to compare myself to them and then I'm going to constantly feel bad about myself because my lifestyle doesn't look like their lifestyle. Even though if I were to take stock of what I think success is in terms of my life, in terms of my self-esteem and my self-worth, I would realize like, oh crap, like I'm actually already there. I've already made it. I'm already somewhere where I'm happy. But we don't do that, right? There is no benefit to our society and to capitalism if we just realize that we're good. I do think that once you finally understand your self-worth, once you are finally a self-actualized person or coming close to self-actualization, like understanding what you are actually worth as a person, what you do actually deserve as a person, then we are less likely to accept subpar treatment from other people. I already said that I think everyone is entitled to decency, equality, and safety. But when you don't know your own self-worth, you do not think that you are even deserving of decency, 
equality, and safety. Which means that you're going to accept poor treatment from other people because you think you deserve nothing. But once you understand, like, I am a person and I am then deserving of these three pillars of being in a society and being a person, then you're not going to accept that. For example, I, like, give me 10, 15 years ago, (laughs) your girl had no self-esteem, okay? I struggled with disordered eating for a long time. The depression still haunts me. It was really bad back then. I didn't know how to handle it. I had not been to therapy. Like, it was a whole thing. And I was dating this person who, like, repeatedly cheated on me. And I just, like, let it happen. And what's so messed up is I look back at who I was at that time. And I look back at how sad I was and how hurt I was that this person did this to me. And then I look at the fact that I could not let it go. I took them back and like we carried on in a relationship for multiple years after, mind you. Um, Don't even get me started on how I wish I hadn't done that. But because I had zero self-esteem, I had zero sense of self-worth, I was willing to accept that. Now, I am entitled to decency. That is a very indecent thing to do to a person. It's cruel. I do not accept that. I am entitled to equality. You treat me like less than a person. I do not accept that. I deserve to be treated at least like a person. Okay? I'm entitled to safety. Safety in a relationship can look like emotional safety, like mental safety. Because I knew that this person was cheating on me repeatedly, Like, literally, they paid for a certain website, which will remain unnamed, but this website helps you cheat on your significant other. So, you literally paid to cheat on me. So, looking back on this, I would never accept that today. Never, ever accept that. And so, if you're listening to this, I want you to take stock of your relationships. I want you to look at how people are actually treating you. Are they treating you decently with equality and making you feel safe? If the answer to any of those is no, I would then question, why am I accepting that? Why do I think that this is acceptable for me? The thing is, we will accept whatever until we reach a point when we understand that we should not accept this kind of treatment. Let's say you're listening to this and you're like, okay, so I have relationships where I'm not being treated with equality or decency and I don't feel safe, but I don't feel like I can do better or I don't feel like I can leave or I don't feel like I deserve something different. I have some tips for you, as always. First thing, I want you to actually learn about yourself and I want you to learn about yourself with compassion, okay? 
I want you to know all the good things about your personality and all the bad things about your personality. I want you to look at yourself like a sim. Okay, I've used this example before and honestly, it's really helped me <laughs> to be honest. I want you to look at yourself like a sim and tell me or tell yourself what your personality traits are. Are you shy? Are you introverted? Are you extroverted? Are you quick to anger? Are you jealous? Are you spicy? Are you feisty? Like, tell yourself who you actually are, who you feel like, like you are on the inside, not who you portray yourself to be on the outside, okay? Next, I want you to forgive yourself. And this is something that I think is really hard to do and is something that I still struggle with to this day for certain things in my past. I want you to forgive yourself for having accepted poor treatment up to this point. I want you to forgive yourself for not having known that you were worth more. I want you to forgive yourself for having treated yourself this way for so long. While you are in the process of forgiving yourself, it will be very uncomfortable because you will think, I should have done this, or I should not have done this, or I could have done this better. And let's just say that those things are true, right? Let's just say for the sake of argument that those things are true. How does telling yourself that you sucked back then do anything for you now? It doesn't. It just brings that past pain and that past anguish into your present life. When instead of doing that, you could cut that off, leave that in the past, and go find a better future for yourself where you have forgiven yourself for how you acted, how you behaved, what you accepted. Okay? Next, I want you to actually make time for yourself. I've found, at least in my own experience, that when my self-esteem and my self-worth are below sea level, let's just say, um, I tend to forget that I have needs, okay? I will do anything and everything for everybody else to my detriment. Like, you need help with something, I got you. You need me to do something for you, I got you. Like, I kind of like that about myself, that I am a giving person, but I also know that I can be easily swayed to do something. And I don't know that that's a bad trait. I mean, it's not great, but I'm not mad at myself for it. But when the self-esteem is below sea level, I will help everyone else. I would do anything for anyone else, but I would not do the bare minimum for myself. I want you to go to the gym. I want you to journal, go for a walk, make yourself a nice meal, read a book, watch a TV show, sleep in. I want you to do whatever it is that is going to nurture you as a person and nurture your relationship with yourself. How is your brain and your soul and everything inside you supposed to trust you if you keep hurting it? It's the same concept if you have a friendship or a relationship with someone who keeps hurting you. You don't trust that person, right? You might be 
like accepting that like this is just how they treat me you know but you don't trust that person so how are you supposed to trust yourself okay do nice things for yourself take care of yourself if literally if thinking of yourself like a sim on sims 4 is going to help you treat yourself with kindness and compassion i want you to do that i don't care how stupid it sounds treat yourself like a sim when your sims needs get low you go ahead and take care of whatever they need and give them what they desire so that they can be fully functioning people okay do nice things for yourself next and this is something that i like i literally have not mastered um i i suck at this so bad i suck at this so bad but i'm trying Okay, I'm doing my best. Not doing so great this week, but it's all my own it's all my own stuff. Anyway, I want you to learn how to say no. Your self-worth does not lie in what you can give to other people. I will say it again. Your self-worth does not lie in what you can give to other people. Okay? Your self-worth is inside you. How do you feel about yourself? If you want to be kind and help other people, that's great. But telling someone no because you don't have the bandwidth, because you just simply don't want to, because you don't like them, because you're tired, any of those things are acceptable. You can say no for any reason. You do not have to rationalize it. And that's what I'm really struggling with is that when I say no, I'm like, no, I feel whatever or I have this and blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like I can't just say no. So if you're struggling with this, with this particular tip, this step, I am also struggling. And I think it's fine to struggle as long as you're trying. And we are trying to become self-actualized full self-esteem filled up people okay finally i want you to look at your circle and look at the people that you surround yourself with they say that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with so do you want to be like those people if the answer is no i don't know maybe your circle could use some pruning if the people you hang out with make you feel bad, don't hang out with them. I know it is easier said than done. I know that there are complex human relationships where maybe they don't make you feel great, but you have all this history and you feel like you want to stay with them because they're like family. And you can still do that. But I do think that in doing that, you are giving yourself more work when it comes to building your own self-esteem, finding your own self-worth, because you're fighting against this negative influence over here. I personally keep a really, really small circle. I do this intentionally. I don't let a lot of people close to me. I know that it's like a defense mechanism thing, but I also feel like I, the most valuable thing to me is my peace. And I do not have 
the energy, the space, the time for someone who's going to disrupt my peace. I'm not doing it. I do not, I do not have the energy. I am not doing it. So I intentionally keep my circle really, really small and really tight and it's working for me so far. Do I think that I can feel lonely sometimes? Yes. But I think that that is based in my self-worth and my own like self-confidence. I feel like in order to be the person you see on Instagram or whatever or on TikTok or whatever, you have to be surrounded by this like great group of friends and I'm not. So I have a different path. I've created a different path for myself. But sometimes it can be hard to differentiate between the path that I've chosen and the path that I'm shown as like this is what's going to make you a worthy person. I already know that that's not what's going to make me a, a worthy person. That's not going to help me become a self-actualized person. But that doesn't mean that it's easy for me to just turn away and be like, I don't need that. Like, that's not what I want for my life. All of this to say, we are not entitled to anything. But we do have the power to determine what we accept into our life, what we welcome into our life, and to create the life that we want. Not entitled to anything, but you do deserve equality, decency, and safety. If you internalize nothing else from this episode, I want you to internalize that you deserve those three things. And if you are not receiving those three things from any aspect of your life, you deserve better than that. And you need to value yourself enough to go and get that, go and find that, and go and create that for yourself if need be. So, (laughs) with all of that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for joining me as always. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really, really helps. I always love to see a rating pop up. It's so fun. You can also follow the podcast Instagram or TikTok now at your so quiet pod y o u r e so quiet pod i'm trying out the tiktok thing don't know if it'll stick but giving it a shot i don't know trying new things it's supposed to be good for you so they say i don't know that is all for now i will talk to you all next week okay love you bye